Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Torah Dimecha Parsha with the OU Women's Initiative. My name is Shoshana Shechter, and today we will be studying Parsha Vayetze. A lot going on in Vayetze. We left Yaakov off at the end of the previous Parsha of Toldot, where Esav wants to kill him for stealing the bracha, and Yaakov runs away. And the Parsha begins when Vayetze Yaakov mi Beersheva Vayelech Harana. Yaakov leaves Beersheva and he goes to Haran. We're going to come back to that in a few minutes. Just want to give an overview of the of the parsha. So the rest of Parak Chavchet is Yaakov running away from Esav. It's the famous ladder dream, which we'll come back to. He has a dream with the Malachim going up and down the ladder, the angels up and down the ladder. Hashem gives him a bracha, the bracha of the Jewish people, that you'll be a source of blessing to the world. Your children are going to be like the like the afar ha'aretz, like the dust on the on the earth, and they're going to be numerous and look in every single. They're going to fill every single direction, and they'll be. They're going to be a source of blessing to everybody in the um in in the world. And I'm going to be with you. Hashem says, "Vehine anochi imachun ushmarticha bechol asher telech." And um, I'm going to watch you and be with you everywhere you go. And that's the bracha. It's a beautiful bracha that Hashem gives to to Yaakov as he's running away from Esav. The next parak, parak Chavtet, Yaakov meets Rivka. Um, sorry, Rachel. <laughs> Yaakov meets Rachel. Uh, love and tricks Yaakov. Um, gives Leah to Yaakov instead of Rachel. Yaakov is so upset. Mazot asitali. He says to him, "What did you do to me? Lama rimitani? Why did you trick me?" And of course, Lavan responds, conniving, tricky Lavan responds to Yaakov, Loya Sakain Bim Komenu, we don't do that where we come from in our place, La to give the younger daughter to marriage before the older daughter. I mean, this is a real shtach, if you will, to Yaakov. You know, Lavan's basically saying, You did that. You stole from your older brother, but we don't do that where we come from. Loya Sakain Bim Komenu. We let the older one go first, which she should go first, as opposed to what you did to your brother. It was a underhanded rebuke on Lovin's part here. Anyway, the rest of the parak, Yaakov marries Leah, then Yaakov marries Rachel. Leah has four boys and Rachel is infertile. The next parak, parak Lamed, where again we start with the infertility of Rachel, who's upset that she can't have children. And she has a plan similar to what we discussed, Sarah's plan was maybe I could build from her. That's why Sarah gives gives Avraham Hagar that maybe she can have a child with Avraham through Hagar. Rachel has a similar idea. Um, gives Bilha to Yaakov to have children. Bilha has done a Naftali. Then Leah catches on and says, well, I'm going to give my servant to Yaakov too. And Zilpah is given to Yaakov and Zilpah has got an usher. And then Leah has two more boys, Yisachar and Zvulan. And finally, Rachel has Yosef. And Yaakov is accumulating wealth by the end of the parak. In Lamed Aleph, Hashem tells Yaakov to leave Lavan and to go home. And he gathers everybody together, his family and his possessions. That's when Rachel steals her father's trophim the little idols. Yaakov was not aware of that. Yaakov runs away with his family. Lavan comes yelling, why did you run away? Why did you steal my trafim? Yaakov, without knowing that Rachel stole them, very, very tragic uh, story here. Part of the story, Yaakov says, well, we didn't steal them and anyone who stole them will die, which is what happens to Rachel eventually. 
And then finally, at the end of Lamed Aleph, Yaakov and Lavan make peace, and Lavan basically says goodbye, and Yaakov leaves. And that is Vayetze in a nutshell. Now let's look at the beginning of the Parsha. And this is the famous ladder dream here. And if you look, it begins with, as we said before, Vayetze Yaakov mi Beersheva, Vayelech Harana. And then what happens when he leaves Bereshev and he, went, he gets to Haran? Vayifgaba makom. He encounters the place. It's interesting. Rashi says the Vayifga doesn't mean encounter as much as tefillah. He prays. So it's interesting that, that even though the, a lot of the Mepharshim here discuss what is this place. You know, most of the Mepharshim say it's Har HaMoriah. This is where he's resting. This is where he has a latter dream. Rashi, interestingly... Um, says that the encounter here is prayer, is tefillah, so that Yaakov's primary encounter here was not with the geographical location of Har Moriah, but with Hashem, which is very interesting here to show that this is the focus here. It's, it's Yaakov's encounter, tefillah with Hashem, as opposed to the encounter with the specific place where he is. And we're going to touch on that at the end. So he encounters this place, and this is where he lies down and he goes to sleep. Now, first of all, in terms of the encounter, the encounter, what does that mean he encounters a place? So the Mepharshim here talk about how maybe he had kfitzat haderach, that maybe what kfitzat haderach means is when your, your journey is cut shorter, is made shorter, that Often what it means is when somebody arrives early at his destination, like, for example, when Eliezer was looking for a wife for, for, for Yitzchak, his destination, he had kfitzat haderach, he got there faster than he should have. But here, it's interesting, the Midrashim will talk about how he encountered the place means that the land kind of folded itself. It's a very strange Midrash, that the land folded itself and came to Yaakov in Haran. That Hara Moriah basically came to Yaakov in Haran, and that's why he was able to lie on Hara Moriah, even though he was going to Haran. And it's a very interesting Medrash, but what's really going on here? What is the Medrash talking about? And if you think about it, maybe there's something very profound here. Moshe Feinstein actually talks about this in Drash Moshe. He says that if you think about it, Yaakov is leaving his spiritual environment. He's leaving the security of his home, and not just his home, but the yeshiva. I mean, you know, the Midrashim say that Yaakov was learning in the yeshiva Shem Ever for 14 years. So he's learning in yeshiva for 14 years. He's growing up in the house of Yitzchak, his father. And he was afraid of leaving the spiritual security of his home and the yeshiva of Shem Ever and go to Lavan's house, which is not, very, not a very high level spiritually. And this unique miracle here, Kfitzat HaDarach, where this land kind of folded, according to the Medrash, and Har Moriah came to him, I think it was teaching, or I don't think, but Moshe Feinstein thinks, and I think it's a very beautiful idea, that maybe what we're learning here is that it's teaching us that one can connect with the holiness of Hara Moriah even when you're not in a very spiritual environment. Like here, Yaakov and Haran. He's here in Haran. He's going to Lavan. But even though he's out of his bubble and his spiritual you know, spiritually, spiritual, spirituality-filled environment, he can still reach a certain level of Kedusha, that even in Lavan's house, Yaakov could maintain his values and raise the future of the Jewish people. That's where he raised the Shvatim in Lavan's house. And he could still maintain his values, which, which we know he did. I mean, we talk about the Pesachs later, how Lavan tried to uproot everything by 
by having Yaakov be influenced in the values of his home. And Yaakov was not. He maintained his values, even in the environment, the spiritually defunct environment of Lavan. And that's the symbolism here of the dream. And that's why the next thing that he, what he dreams about, he sees that there's a ladder with the top, top of the ladder reaching the heavens. And the angels of Hashem are going up and down. They're ascending and descending. And maybe this is the symbolism of the ladder. There's a lot of nice ideas about what the symbolism of the ladder is. But maybe along these lines of what Moshe Feinstein is talking about, about this interesting medrash, about being able to connect to Kedusha, even when you're out of that environment, that this is the symbolism of the ladder, that no matter where you are, it's always possible to reach great spiritual heights. As long as you have a ladder, a firm foundation and support of Torah, you can ascend to the Kedusha of the Beis Hamikdash itself, even when you're physically distant. And that's why Haramoriah, the Beis Hamikdash, the home of the Beis Hamikdash, came to Yaakov, even in this, even in this environment that was not filled with Kedusha that was not filled with holiness, that was not filled with spirituality. Because Yaakov was grounded in the 14 years of Torah and yeshiva and his father's home, and that's what he was able to ascend to here. Last thing about the dreams and the, the ladder, there are a lot of interesting ideas about the ladder along those lines, by the way, that the ladder, according to some of Farshim, according to some of the Midrashim, that the ladder is really Harsinai. Because Sinai and Sulam, which is the word for ladder, both equal 130 in Gematria. And maybe, says the Medrash, the angels are Moshe and Aaron with Hashem on top of the ladder, like on Har Sinai, and the Torah is really the bridge between heaven and earth. So the Torah that Yaakov had, that's what's going to allow him to descend, to ascend the levels of Kedusha, even in the home of Lavan. Last couple points, we have different types of dreams. Interestingly, Throughout Breshit, we have really two different types of dreams. You have a dream where Hashem speaks to man. We saw Avimelech, um, Hashem spoke to Avimelech about Sarah when he took Sarah, and um, Hashem speaks to Lavan when Hashem warns him not to chase Yaakov later on in this parsha. And that's the first time, type of dream. The second type of dream is through the dream. The dream is really a medium through which Hashem is giving a message to the person who has the dream, but it's really not directly speaking. It's through parables um, that need to be explained. Like, for example, uh, Yosef's dreams, uh, the butler and the baker in prison, Paro's dreams. They need interpretation in order to understand the message. What's interesting here in Yaakov's dream, you have both. You have the picture of the ladder, and you have Hashem speaking directly to him. And the Medrash Tanchuma talks about how the angels going up and down the ladder are really symbolic of the nations ascending and descending. And Hashem stands above everything on top of the ladder and is ultimately the last one standing. And Hashem won't forsake B'nai Israel. And what really the dream depicts, according to the Tanchuma, according to a lot of the Mepharshim, is the rise and fall of the nations and the cultures all around us. And here, Yaakov has a mission to go. He's running away from Esav. He needs to survive. He needs to choose a wife to be able to carry on the Zerah, the, the descendants of Avram and Yitzchak, and carry on the Mesorah, and carry on the values of the Jewish people. And 
And here this dream is referring to not just Yaakov as the individual, but Yaakov, the symbol of Bnei Israel, who is the embodiment of the wanderings of the Jewish people. The Jewish people have been exiled from one country to another, and we've witnessed throughout history the rise and fall of all these mighty kingdoms. And the Medrash is telling us that Yaakov is scared. Actually, the Medrash says Yaakov is scared because he sees the different nations going up and coming down, and he sees Edom going up, but not coming down. And he's worried, and he's worried, and he says to Hashem, like, what do you mean? Does Edom not have a descend? Are they, are they going to just go up and they're not going to come down? And Hashem promises him that everyone, all the nations, no matter how strong, how mighty, how powerful, everyone ends up descending, except for Hashem and, of course, B'nai Israel. That throughout history, we've seen nations rise up, and, and our fear sometimes is that they won't descend, but they always do. And only Hashem remains, and because Hashem remains, He, he ensures and promises that B'nai Israel will remain also. And that reminds us of the Bris Ben Hapsarim in back in Lech Lecha, which was also the promise of the of the of the survival and the um, the survival really of the Jewish people and the fact that we will be everlasting and will always exist. And as much as people and different nations are going to try to destroy us, they never will succeed. And that's why Yaakov's ladder here is a ladder of history. The ascent of one nation implies a descent of its predecessor. But the ladder is not endless. Hashem is on the top of the ladder. He's the master of history. And he assures us that all the other nations with their pride and their arrogance and their strength, they'll all be brought down. And But at the time of Mashiach, until the time of Mashiach, when Hashem remains and B'nai Israel will endure both physically. And that's why this 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 chalom, this dream, was a message for Yaakov about the endurance of B'nai Israel, of Yaakov individually, and also B'nai Israel globally, the endurance of them, both physically and also spiritually as well. Thank you for learning together with the OU Women's Initiative. Looking forward to continuing to learn together next week. Have a good Shabbos.